Welcome back, everybody, to the Tailgate Music Mondays right here at the <laughs> Lake House. Did I get that right? Texas, Texas, Texas Tailgate Mondays. Texas Tailgate. I think it's a given, right? We're in Texas. As we were with technical difficulties, this is what we work with. Race Ricketts decided he didn't want a COVID microphone, so he took mine. I'm a non-COVID person. That's how much you love me. Anyway, it's Texas Tailgate Mondays <laughs> and Open Mic. We it's just right. had our good buddy Jeff Canada on with us. Man, he kicked that thing right in the ass. We had some great stories, swapped some lies, told some truths, stretched it a little bit, and I now we got our good lies. friend Race Ricketts Howdy. on with us right now. How you doing there, Race Ricketts? Ah, uh, getting by. Getting by. Now, that's crazy. Yeah. You're doing better than get by. Look at that smile on your face. You're doing way better than that. Yeah, we do okay. We're doing all You're right. You're doing okay. There you go. Well, cool. Well, you remember what we talked about. The first thing we do is we play a song, and then we talk. So let's hear what you got going on, what you got picked for us. Uh, this song's called Ain't No Cowboy. There you go. I love this song. no cattle or put hot iron to ass I'm no vaquero I'm no top hand I'm no John Wayne or the Marlboro Man cause I ain't no cowboy gas is down three dollars but I'm still running on E guess I gotta quit driving Use my own two feet It's times like these I wish I wrote an old paint But you can't afford a filly All musicians pay Cause I ain't no cowboy I don't wear no hat I don't punch no cattle I put hot iron to ass No cattle. I'm no top hand no John Wayne or the Marlboro Man Cause I ain't no cowboy I don't haul no trailer And I don't haul hay I couldn't tell you if it's felt or straw season I couldn't care either way But we ain't so different Not truth be told both think buckle bonnies are hot and drink your yellow bellies rodeo cold Cause I ain't no cowboy I don't wear no hat I don't punch no cattle I put hot iron to ass I'm no bicattle I'm no Taipan I'm no John Wayne or the Marlboro Man Cause I ain't no Well, I ain't no cowboy, but I like football. 
But the ones in Dallas, oh, they just piss me off. Get me believing we're going all the way this year. And it's a first round exit. This shit ain't fair. Cause ain't no cowboy. Don't wear no hat. I don't punch no cattle. Put hot iron to ass. I'm no Vicano. I'm no Taipan. I'm no John Wayne or the Marlboro Man. Cause ain't no high-strung, wish I was a little more free, a little more like you, friend, a whole lot less like me, maybe I should have been a cowboy, I never learned my lesson, but if it ain't too late, they gotta change my profession, maybe you should have been a cowboy, I should have worn those hats, should have punched some cattle, put hot iron to ass. Like an old vaquero, a chance to be top hand. Like John Wayne or the Marlboro Man. Just like John Wayne or the Marlboro Man. You'll call me John Wayne or the Marlboro Man. But I ain't no cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, folks. Thank you. Oh, man. That's gonna, great, man. You're, appreciate you're, it. Appreciate you're going to have to give us the story behind that because obviously that there's a good story behind uh, that. Well, it was kind of like what Jeff was talking about earlier. There's a bunch of these non-cowboy types writing cowboy songs and... Uh, I really like the old like Western Trail songs of Marty Robbins. Oh, and yeah. Guys like Coulter Wall are kind of bringing back now. And I love those songs, but I can't really ever sing them with my full chest and relate because <laughs> I'm not a cowboy. I don't do cowboy things. So I wanted to write not necessarily an anti-cowboy song, but more of just a song for the not cowboys, you know. So <laughs> There you go. That's how that song happened. I, I like you say Marty Robbins because – he started out his career as a uh, as a bubblegum pop guy yeah. and doing white carnation, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and then and then all of a sudden he comes around with his El Paso mm-hmm. album, right? And just not, big iron on his hip, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I oh, love that. You, I love that whole uh, tongue in cheek. It's great oh, stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. Appreciate uh, you. Uh, uh, the thing out? Is that thing out? Uh, no, it's unreleased. No. Oh, okay. We're, uh, okay. It's about to probably get started working uh, started. on. Started. So, yeah. Okay. About to about to get cooking on it. Oh. Yes, sir. Where were you? Where are you recording at? Uh, right now out at Melody Mountain Ranch, oh. in Stephenville, Texas. Yes, sir. I love those guys out oh, there. Oh yeah, they they they've done me done me real well so far. <laughs> so, so man, <laughs> you know, you and I have known each other about a over a year now, isn't it? A little over, yeah. So, man, what is it, August? No, it was July of last year, yeah, right? Yeah, so middle, middle of summer, yeah. Yeah, and so, man, tell me what you've been up to. I know um, you've had some pretty cool shit happen in the last six months. Yeah, it's been a it's been a fast-moving year. Uh, 
back in March and April, I played Larry Joe Taylor's uh, songwriter showcase, and uh, I guess they liked me well enough to think I should win it. So we won that and got to play LJT Fest this year, which was Kick a, ass, a blast and a half. And uh, uh, just got through playing Rhymes and Vines last week out at Melody Mountain on the on the main stage for the first time. So Look that at you, was bro. A, that was a fever dream of a time, but uh, it's been a it's been a blessing of a year for sure. So, man, you know, I saw one of your posts, and 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 you had told me you had kind of said, and I don't remember the exact words. I'm getting old, and I can't remember shit. Right? I have CRS. Um, <laughs> but you had kind of mentioned that, man, you never in your wildest dreams would imagine being in a situation like that. What does it feel like, man? Because I know you just got done at OU. Tell a little bit about your trail and then coming back and playing. What does it feel like to be in that situation now? You know, it's weird. I guess we can go all the way back. I grew up in, I guess, kind of the start of the golden age of this modern Texas country red dirt scene back when ragweed was just starting out and Randy Rogers, Wade Bowen, uh, you know, Leanne Walmack was kind of blowing up big. That whole era of music in like the early and mid 2000s was getting passed down to me through my brother and so I that's what I grew up listening to and you know you hear all these artists on the radio and uh, it's a cool deal but you never expect to be uh, playing the same places and running around in the same circles with a lot of those guys and of course I went to college I wasn't going to play music wasn't my I wasn't on the radar. Well, what you what you did study in college is pretty interesting too. Yeah, Tell us I, about that. I studied acting. Uh, mm. uh, I have a BFA in acting from the University of Oklahoma. <laughs> there uh, you go. So I was an actor for a long time. I guess I still am. I don't guess you really get rid of that type of thing. But uh, do you, don't you have to be an actor to pretend to actually like their football team? Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> well, I always tell people this year's been rough because. Uh, I, yesterday or Saturday was rough. It, it's wild because when I was in school the past four or five years, we were we were pretty spoiled yeah. with some really good years of OU football, and now it's kind of on the rebuild up and up, and it's tough. Dude. Leave it to Scott to be the jackass <laughs> yeah. and call you out, right? Yeah, right. Oh, it's a tough deal. But he's, right. pro- he's probably a Longhorn fan. <laughs> nope. no. Oh, no. Well, I am, so I know all about <laughs> rebuilding. We've been. Re- it's kind of like being a Cowboys fan. You actually talked about it. Oh, that yeah. shit sucks. We've been rebuilding for about 22 years that's right <laughs> anyway so the acting part and so the translation <laughs> from going to acting to music hasn't been too difficult on and i know you've been excited i've been kind of honestly i i've walked alongside of you in a lot of this way through social media and conversations over the last year watching you do all this cool stuff and i just kind of sit back and just root you on i'm amazed and proud for you buddy oh, thank you thank you yeah what so what what tell me what your first song was that you ever wrote and that you knew at that point that this was something that you want to feel and can you play it for us i can i don't know how like great it is anymore but <laughs> well, you know we do this to a lot of people the cool part about that yeah. is it there's some evolution right what have i heard this one before maybe i'm not sure okay uh i wrote it on accident uh Accident? For, for well, for a long time, uh, I played guitar for a super long time since I was like seventh, eighth grade, but never started writing any of my own stuff until I was like a freshman in college, about 2017, 2018. So 
it just kind of started from there, and I hated everything I had written up to that point. I just would shut everything down two lines in, knowing I was already going to hate it. And this was the first one that I didn't just absolutely hate. And so it just kind of kept going until I had a full song, and it crept up on me, and I was like, oh, is it finished? Question mark. Oh, there you go. And I was like, well, and I, I don't absolutely hate it, so we just kind of kept it around. Right on. What's yeah. it called? It's called September. Uh, oh, cool. You know, but hope my DI <laughs> holds up through this one. <laughs> I get I get to moving around a lot when I play, and we're uh. It's one of the cheesiest love songs I think you could probably ever write. <laughs> Just a naive, like, 18, 19-year-old something they would write. Yes, just go on and say it. I love you. Don't know how to explain it. Baby, now that it's true. Just can't sleep with these thoughts in my head. They run around in circles till they run my words down. But I lay down my worries. I put them to bed, all the fences are down and the moon's turning red. The fences are down and the moon's turning red. We'll just go on and say that you love me too. Been ready to face it. Oh, my breath, and you're holding yours too. Cause this love is a freight train, no way to halt. I give with abandon, love to vault. I don't want excuses, I want you instead. All the fences are down, and the moon's turning red. Fences are down and the moon's turning red. Well, you went on and said it. You went and said, Oh, score. I just pray that you meant it. Cause my heart's in your hands the Lips are on yours Touch warm summer Care sweet as wine That smile on your face Smells me every time You're the girl of my dreams Baby don't be misled All the fences are down And that moon's turning red Fences are down And that moon's turning red Go on and say I love you Don't know how to explain it But you love me too
Hoax Hanky. <laughs> Holy, <sighs> Holy shit. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. You on, Scott? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I, you I, know, heard, dude, I didn't hear you. Dude, that's great. I appreciate it. Yeah, you've never played that around me before. I mean, you know, we've had lots of first songs on this show. Scott and I've had you've had a few. That's yeah, one of your favorite uh, questions. That yeah, I mean, dude, that's song. amazing, yeah. dude. That's really good. I, I you know, if I'd have heard that, I said, "Man, dude, you're on something." <laughs> <laughs> but, and, but after hearing the stuff that you're writing, it's great. Do you feel like that the the emotion and passion that that as being an actor? Because, dude, you have to really be in tune and with your yeah. heart and with your mind and kind of, uh, you know, you kind of. I hear a lot of people talk about with acting that you put yourself in positions and try to feel the feelings and the thoughts and the ideas that go along with those roles. Do you feel like when you're writing in that situation that you're able to translate kind of in the same way? Well, I, I, I guess in a way, when, when I'm writing, you know, acting, I always, it always approached that it was a, it was a performance. You're always hiding behind a character or a script or something else. Sure. So it's a mix of working with the character you're dealt and also putting parts of yourself onto it as well. So it's a mixed bag, whereas writing is, there's nothing to hide behind other than yourself. You can't hide behind, you know, a character. I mean, quote-unquote character. You can always put on a heightened version of yourself or some kind of version of yourself that you want to present to others, but it's a vastly different thing from the acting game. So, so, and I kind of hear that, and maybe I just didn't ask it the right way. I see with what you just wrote there, you were able to translate the thoughts and the emotion into those words. And while you're right, you are hiding behind this veil, but you're still presenting that song is actually the play, right? Right, right. And the words and the music and the stuff that you put on there are actually the acting that becomes it, even though you're drawing from that real experience. That's kind of what I was... I see what you mean. After getting to know you... Um, I kind of feel like that's, yeah. you know, we, we've spent a little bit of time together, which oh, is cool, absolutely. played multiple gigs. And so I'm just amazed. And, and, you know, and I think my point is, is that Larry Joe Taylor award is, is not unfounded. I'm really just after hearing that first song, I'm just, I'm kind of stoked, stoked to hear what he's got up his sleeve <laughs> the rest of the night. Cause I've heard a lot of them. You know, that cowboy song, I've heard that. Right. Makes me laugh, dude. I love it every time. <laughs> Especially the cowboy fan disappointment. Yeah. You know? So, DJ, go ahead, buddy. I oh, you just got to rip them, right? But uh, um, I, I would like to go back and t- ask, what? how did you end up in Oklahoma? Is that, so, is that where you're from? Or is no, you from Texas? I'm or? from Olney, Texas, originally. Originally. Uh, where? Olney, Texas. It's <laughs> Just south of Wichita Falls. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. The real North Texas, I like to the, call the it. The real North Texas. The folks Texas. from DFW don't like it when I call it that, but, you know, things just. Uh, a last week, out I, there. I, I, I told everybody in internet land that Abilene wasn't West Texas, and they were kind of upset with me. <laughs> and I was like, I'm from Midland, yeah. so. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's, yeah, that's far west. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, uh, I, I'd been acting for. I mean, 10 years since I was a kid and kind of the same thing that Jeff was talking about. I got into like musical theater super young and did theater through high school and uh, 
I didn't know I was even going to go to OU until like March of my senior year of high school. Like I was right on the line. I submitted an application like the day that it was due. I had no idea it was due that day. I just knew I wanted to apply. And they were like, well, congrats. This is the last day we were accepting. I was like, well, okay, good deal, I guess. And just showed up. And it was just far enough away from home that I could really stretch my legs a little bit, but also close enough to where I could go back if I needed to. Did you dabble with those Oklahoma songwriters up there doing You know what's weird? So Norman, Norman, where I was living, there's not a huge Red Dirt, Texas music. This Our kind of music that we kind of listen to and uh, promote is not big in Norman at at all. It's a bunch of college-aged jazz majors running around (laughs) trying to find a, a drum... Uh, singer uh, saxophone trio in any club that'll let them play in. I mean, it's a it's a hipsters haven up there. I call it the I call it hipsters the haven. I call it the Austin of Oklahoma. Austin of Oklahoma is what I refer to Norman as. So I remember I would go play house parties and basement shows up there, and there were all these indie rock guys playing their like sad like emo stuff, and then <laughs> I would come in there with like songs that are that were very like. Johnny Paycheck, Jerry Jeff Walker esque, and all of these beanie wearing, uh, <laughs> like skinny jean wearing types with like vans on were looking at me like, who is this low brow artist we're listening to right now? <laughs> is he playing in four four right now? What is like what a what a what a what a basic thing to do? And I was like, well, that was kind of my cue once I graduated college. Well, maybe. Maybe this isn't quite the place to do this. Maybe it's time to go back home to Texas and see what they got going down there. Uh, and uh, in retrospect, a lot, a lot is going on down here in, in the four years I was living in Oklahoma. So, but, uh, but funny enough, Stillwater still got that really strong, deep-rooted red dirt culture up there. Oh yeah. So we, um, I've been going up to uh, every month, about every month. Uh, there's a a thing that called sounds okay, that, okay. Uh, a music a music industry mixer that I've been going to, and we've been going to Grady's and Yukon, oh, yeah. and uh, ne- the next one's going to be at uh, Tumbleweed. Oh, there and, we go. And so I'm, I'm I've been <clears throat> for the first thirty years of my life, I'd never stepped foot in Oklahoma, <laughs> never lost anything there, so I never <laughs> needed to go. So uh, uh, eventually, uh, uh, one of my my boss, we were in Denton and. We we just got done with a recording session uh-huh. and and uh, he was like, "We're not that far. Let's go. Let's go to that casino." And I'm like, "I've never been to a casino either, so <laughs> uh, let's do it." And we went up there. And now I've been what about four or five years now, just kind of getting into what's going up mm-hmm. up there. I'm so, I love it. Yeah, I grew up in Midland, so we went to New Mexico all the time. I got you. Yeah, that's yeah. where that's where we went. Yeah, uh, just across the border. From like Wichita Falls, Burt Burnett, there's two casinos not a mile across the river. Just right all there. The, all the Texans from like our area all go to that parking lot. To, yeah, it's yeah. All, all Texas last. They place. still got the trailer in the parking lot where they make <laughs> fake IDs and they're like pawning it off as a food truck. It says like tacos on it and you're just, they're selling fake IDs out the back of it. But, why, 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 oh, I guess for. Why would you need a fake ID? I don't know. Never had one. So. I, ne- I never <laughs> had either. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just what I was told. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. 
like that. I like that. Yeah. He's like, please take that away from him. <laughs> so tell me a little <laughs> nah. bit about what you've been doing. Like, I know you won the Larry Joe Taylor. You've been playing, where you've been playing at, where you've been going. I've seen you traveling a little bit. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what you got going on. Man, it, it's really just been road dogging it pretty hard. I love the road dog life. Recently, just being on the road and playing shows, creating a fan base. You know, I like, I've learned to like playing those rooms of like four to five people. The more and more I do this, because those are the people more inclined to be listening to you than a crowded bar where you're just background music. So I love those little hole in the walls that you have to go to Google Maps to figure out where the gig is. It's like, where is this going again? Double D, Throckmorton. No, well, Throckmorton's just down the road. Yeah, but I know, I know. Those are those are the neighbors over there. Yeah, (laughs) but that I actually played "Ain't No Cowboy" over there for the first time after I wrote it, and there were. Five people in the bar that night, seven including the bartenders, and these three old men, cowboy types, were sitting at this table. And then on the opposite side of the room, there were these two, um, they were wind farmers. uh, Throckmorton's a big wind (laughs) farm in town. And so these two guys from (laughs) upstate New York had come down to work on the wind farms. And they decided they wanted to do the whole cowboy get up one night. I mean, they had on their boot barn four inch riding heels, these <laughs> butt ugly pearl snap shirts, palm leaf hats in like February. I mean, they thought they were doing it. And uh, I played Ain't No Cowboy for the first time. And of all the people to not get the jokes and get offended by that song. It was the two upstate New Yorkers. And they walked out about halfway through the song, and those three old cowboys were just laughing their asses off <laughs> at the song and them. And they had, they were just, they, they, they stood up and clapped afterward. Uh, I think more so that they, it pissed those two off more than anything. But yeah, no, Somebody uh, was muttering, get a rope, yeah. get a rope. Yeah. Underneath <laughs> <laughs> their breath. I never saw them the rest of the night. That was like an hour into a three-hour set, and they were outside smoking cigarettes, and they tried to come find me after I was loading everything up in the truck to go home, and they were already three sheets to the wind, saying, hey, cowboy, where are you going? And I wanted to say, well, I ain't no cowboy. If you listen to the song, you would know that. But uh, anyways, uh, nothing. And I was sitting down the whole show. So, in the words of Roy D. Mercer, I don't think they realized just how big a boy I was <laughs> when I stood up, stood up at my full height. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a barrel of a boy. But, uh, <laughs> and all five, four, five foot four of those boys combined uh, decided that uh, they, they should probably just take their ball and go home. And, uh, and they did that. So. <laughs> See, Double D's is an awesome place. Yeah. I love Double D's, I do though. too. Fun place. Just... You never know who's going to walk through there. So, you know, speaking of Double Ds, Race and I played Double Ds together one night. Hey, man, Race and I have played a couple gigs together, and there's always this random person. He knows where I'm going with this already. And, man, doesn't matter if it was Race, doesn't matter if it was me, this guy was going, oh! He would scream after every song. Yes! Dude, it was his dad. It's his biggest supporter, yeah. and his parents yeah. are fucking amazing they're all amazing it. so ma'am my point with saying that is is because awesome your dad your parents are awesome mm. 
you know, it seems like they're really supportive in everything that you've ever oh, done. Yeah. Uh, Tell me how how that has translated into. First off, I think it's great with your acting choice, right? I think knowing when the parents support that. Tell me yeah, how yeah, they, yeah. How, they how were there. Go over. Yeah, when and you then told them, I'm going your, to Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Well, for acting. So they didn't go to a D1 school. So they both went to Tarleton State oh, University. Okay. So their biggest thing with my brother and I all growing up was whatever y'all want to do. When y'all get to that age, we'll back you, whatever we need to do to help make that happen. They didn't have any negative thing to say about anything. My brother's a firefighter here in Fort Worth, but uh, okay. uh, he went to Fire Academy and saved He's lives. He's awesome, and, too, by the way. Yeah, he, he saves lives and does, you know, very... Very, you know, valiant things for a living, and I just sing these little songs. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, mom and dad—they've they, been my biggest uh, supporters through this whole thing, through school and everything. I mean, my dad's my de facto merch guy, uh, <laughs> le- awesome. legal team, advertising, marketing. He—he want—he's—they've really taken a hold and want to really—they want to be involved and want to help. And I can't—that's good. I can't thank them enough. There's definitely days where dad gets to wheeling and dealing about hats and shirts and like, hey, I found these people that can get us this for this price. And there's some days I'm like, just dad, just leave it alone. Just like, let's just get it done. And then it, it, it's times like this that I, I'm reminded that, you know, that's a very lucky thing to have. And uh, I can't thank them enough for all that they've helped me with just in the past year alone. So, so with that being said, you know, have they influenced any songs? Have you written any songs about your parents? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh. I, I can play a uh, love to hear it. I've got one of uh, my dad and my brother are in this song for sure. And myself, I actually played this song immediately after I played ain't no cowboy for the first time at double D's. And I don't think those two guys would have tried to approach me if they would have heard this song afterwards. Um, Cause this is a fighting song. Uh, it doesn't condone. It doesn't condone fighting. It's more of like an if provoked type of deal. It's like uh, what if? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, this song's called "I'm a Pacifist." Pacifist right through your jaw I'll put your ass to grass Hand out dirt naps And my back's against the wall Well, I'm a God-fearing Straight steering Do good and bad above it all But you'll hear it many times I'm a pacifist Pacifist right through your jaw the largest of my family, they tease and say I was the milkman's son. A gentle giant teddy bear, incapable of doing harm to anyone. But don't let my sunny disposition get you itching for a fight that you can't win. Pacifist right through your chin well, My brother's story's different As a boy he was the smaller of the pack 
They'd push him round and knock him down Till one day he decided he'd had another eye Nowadays you don't come knocking For you'll find out that my brother he knocks back Don't you dare step to my brother Or he'll squarely stomp a mud hole in your eyes You know why don't you I'm a pacifist Pacifist right through your jaw Put your ass to grass and out dirt naps on my back against the wall. Oh, well, I make God fearing, straight steering, too good and bad above it all. But I'll say it again, I'm a pacifist. Pacifist right through your jaw. bring it down just a hair slow it down for just a second get all sentimental because what's a country song without talking about daddy my daddy grew up poor, just his mama seven children to a home learned to grow up fast not at all when that money tree won't grow Forced to fight right out the womb That's what you do when you've got nothing but your name Worked himself on out the fight But the fight inside of him is here to stay He's a pacifist Pacifist right through your jaw Well, I'll put your ass to grass And out dirt and amps on my back's against the wall Oh, Lord, I may got fearing Straight steering Too good and bad above it all In case you didn't hear it, though I'm a pacifist Pacifist right through your job Well, I'm a pacifist Pacifist right through your job The key change always gets people real excited Well, I'll put your ass to grass And that dirt naps in my back against the wall with a capital P Pass a fist right through your job Yeah <laughs> Man, how many fights break out after that song? 
<laughs> no, that one really gets the people going. That's where I went them over. Right. I always tell people the OU news first and then play that song, and it kind of gets everyone back on my side. So it all works out. <laughs> oh, oh that's so good. That's, that's so good. Awesome, oh, man. How, what, what, um, how do you end up uh, doing the Larry Joe Taylor uh, songwriter competition? So, how, how, what, what got you inspired to do that? So I had released a record back in 2020, just really, really l- very I'm trying to think of the right word for it, very ragtag, patchwork together kind of operation, you know, out of a out of a bedroom of my best friend in like the middle of summer, turn the refrigerator off, <laughs> AC off, got to record takes in the closet because you're next to the train tracks and it ruins vocal takes and all that good stuff. So finally got that out and, you know, it, it did okay, but it was enough for people to go, you need to, you need to do more of this. And, uh, and so I graduated college and a friend of mine said, hey, uh, what's your plan? I was like, uh, I think I'm going to keep trying to do some more of the music stuff, you know, try to get some dates here and there and see what we can shake out. And he's like, well, uh, you know, Larry Joe puts on that songwriter deal in the, in the spring. I was like, yeah. He's like, I think you might have just missed it, but I'd double check and see it. So sure enough, I went to the website and looked up when it was all happening, and I just missed it by like two months. And so just barely missed it all happening, and I told myself, whatever you do, don't miss this next year. Because, again, I kind of grew up in that world of the mystique of Larry Joe Taylor Fest and it almost being treated like a Las Vegas, no rules type of thing, and a bunch of your favorite music just happens to be played at this place at the same time. And my brother grew up going, and so, you know, you grow up with that level of prestige in your head with that name and uh, what he's done for a lot of young artists coming up. And I had that tab open with the rules and submission dates in my phone for like a year. Just did an X out of it, making sure I knew the rules front to back when the first day I could submit was. I submitted the first day I could in like late December. Uh, I think I was told I was one. I was like the first one that got theirs in as soon as the the submissions opened and uh, put out two songs in the package with it. They liked them enough to have me on and played my songs at the at the at the showcase there at Melody Mountain. And uh, I guess by the grace of God, they they decided that I should uh, I ought to be the one to take the whole deal home. So it was a. Uh, I still think back. There's there's videos and pictures from that night of me winning it. Because I went in with the mindset of, you know, don't go in with any expectations. Just go play your songs. Meet some other really great songwriters and artists. And just just enjoy yourself and don't put any expectations on it, you know. And and so I didn't go in with the, the mind to try and go win the whole deal. And so when it happened, I was, you know, I tell people all the time, I'm still waiting to wake up from it all so it's uh but we haven't yet so i guess it's for real for real and it's i don't know i can't say enough nice things about the taylor family and all that they've done for me just in the past year alone and uh just giving me a chance to get my songs out there and my story and uh it's been a whirlwind but 
I've been loving every second of it. So how big of a part do you, uh, do you think the fact that you look really good in jorts play? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I know I saw pictures of you really sporting some badass jorts. Yeah, yeah, I love you. jorts. I love jorts so much, dude. Uh, <laughs> some people are like, well, they're not jorts. They're cutoffs. And I'm like, well, you're obviously not the kind of cool people that wear jorts. <laughs> then, so, <laughs> well, did you, so it was uh, funny. One of the pictures I saw, you had jorts and a pair of boots on, and I'm like, that's my boy race. <laughs> I, I, I almost sent it to you. Yeah. Say, hey, dude, fashion statement of the yeah. year right here. Well, once those summer months kick in, I mean, I'm the type of guy that I, like, I sweat playing checkers. So, <laughs> I mean, I can hear a really good song, and I'm like, it's so hot in here. And so, I mean, I, I sweat like a dick. You might need to get that checked out, so, bud. <laughs> <laughs> might be, but, uh, uh, but yeah, but once those summer months hit, especially when I'm playing, you're playing out doors a lot yeah. you i don't i try to do myself every favor i can i wear the cutoff shirts and jean shorts and yeah dude yeah. you know be I comfortable know, but that's also your look, statement look good while doing it well, that's you know? your statement i think you had i don't think they were cowboy boots i think you kind of wear these either doc martens or combat boots they're like kind of work boot combat yeah boot yeah dude deal, yeah. Yeah. you're throwing down some style yeah. i think that's the huge part i think that's not it has nothing to do with your songwriting <laughs> they loved your jorts and your boots dude. that's all it took yeah that's yeah. all it was dude that pushed larry over the edge in the summer months it's jean shorts in the winter months i wear a they call them the drug rugs yeah you know what i'm talking about those like stoner looking oh, like yeah. poncho, poncho type of deals yeah, i dude. wear those so people always know who to look for if they're looking for a race it's either the guy in the jean shorts or the drug rug <laughs> the jorts so, yeah, so so you really want to be like walk the walk the wild side Jorts and the the. Oh, show. I've done it before. Yeah, yeah. my boy, dude. Yeah, in the, this is kind of the time to start. <laughs> yes, because I'm surprised you're not in it tonight. Well, I, I'm still in my work clothes, so yeah. uh, <laughs> they let me wear my William Clark Green shirt at work. So, <laughs> it's funny. You know, well, I, dude, I'm just. I think it's really cool. Beach the, bum the, the fact that you've done so well with that. Um, so you played two submissions. What songs did you play when you were? Well, you sent two submissions. Right. What two songs did you send? I and, sent, and then tell uh, me the songs you played in the contest, too. So I played for my submissions. I submitted a song called Cosmic Country. I know that one. Uh, that's the it's alien like the, song. Yeah, the like seven and a half minute like UFO conspiracy theory song. Very James McMurtry. Yeah. Uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard-esque. And then 940 uh, was the other one that no, I sent. That's your in. single. We always save the oh, single for, sure, for last, for sure. bro. So that's the segue, right? Yeah. And so... Is that what you played at the contest? Because I know there were multiple rounds. Did you compete against like Palmer Anthony and a couple yeah. other guys that are just yeah. pretty pretty amazing songwriters? Some pretty pretty stiff competition. Uh, uh, it's, it's like I said after playing both of my rounds, I was like, hey, you know, whatever happens, happens, man. You know, you can't be mad at what you did. You went out there, did your best. But there's other other stars in here that are doing their thing. That are really but, talented. Uh, yeah, yeah Palmer's, Palmer's got a successful career oh, going yeah. right now. But um, but I think that says a lot about what, what you do. You know, I was telling DJ, I, I'm really excited about you coming on because he'd never really heard of you. And I said, man, you'll dig the shit out of him. And, I, and you know, with Jeff, I was excited about him too. Just But I also know you personally. And I was like, yeah, man, there's not a more think like gracious and thankful and polite human being you know i tell mariah that all the time too you're just so kind and then you talk about you're a pacifist pacifist <laughs> through my jaw it's the quiet ones it's the nice ones we got to worry about right dj 
No, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's the loud ones, too. <laughs> Just depends. Well, man, the Cosmic Country, let's go ahead and play that. There's a great segue. Let's play Cosmic Country. Ladies and gentlemen, Race Ricketts with Cosmic Country. Come on now. This song's about the alleged alien activity that goes on outside of Stephenville, Texas. This song's about good-looking alien women, conspiracy theories, and a 1970 Chevrolet El Camino. This song's called Cosmic Country, and it goes like this here. Through a gym beam handle, ten miles outside the ville. There's a woman with her head on my shoulder, high on prescription pills. She said, If you wanna get lucky, I'll make it worth your while. I like you better with some liquid courage. Come on and make me smile. She said, I'm gonna show you something crazy that you can't see on TV. I'm gonna give you that cosmic country beyond your wildest dreams. Chest burning and my head still spinning. My lady's up and gone. Three o'clock in the morning and my cell phone won't turn on All of a sudden there's a blinding light I thought I might be dead Rather than hearing my sweet, sweet Jesus Here's what I heard instead Hey honey, won't you ride my spaceship? You can take shotgun I come in peace and you're coming with me Passenger 281 Beaming up slowly, my heart's climbed to my throat. I get a feeling that it's not the whiskey making this fat boy flow. Light subsides before my eyes, I ain't looking at a UFO. There's a green skinned woman in the driver's seat of a 70 El Camino. I said, Ma'am, you look real familiar. Where do I know you from? She said you wouldn't know me from an area code, except for Area 51. Had to ask my pretty green pilot, where we going and why with me? She said I'm gonna show you the secrets of your so-called land of the free. Flew down to a big white house in Washington, D.C. Peeked in the window of a bedroom of our nation's commander-in-chief. Well, he looked just like his pictures that you see on CNN. Until he peeled off his face like a Halloween mask, a lizard man under his skin. Next stop was a booming factory in the Gulf of Mexico. I could see the stacks of puffin' with the murder of wings and crows. 
had to ask my Martian mistress, are they creature or machine? She said, birds ain't real, my friend, just an elaborate government scheme. They were built to snoop and spy on good folks like me. They got big brother looking through the camera lens in the eye of a chickadee. in a pinewood forest somewhere north or west it seemed and my emerald beauty shouted you can come on out it's me from behind the fog and timber come a nine-foot hairy beast shook his hand and he said i'm bigfoot and it's a pleasure to meet i said it's an honor but i have to ask you how is it you're never seen he said it ain't that i don't like people i just like my privacy Finally asked my Stella stranger why she calls me 281. She said, don't take this personal, but you ain't my first abduction, hun, but you've been a real fine gentleman and you deserve the truth. You're the first man I ain't killed by the end of this trip, so lucky you. She said, I'll pick you up next weekend, honey. Same time and place And with a snap of her fingers It all went black I was counting sheep and gamma rays Open to a brand new morning Waking up at the break of day Same woman with her head on my shoulder Sleeping her sweet cares away Got to looking just a little bit closer At the girl dreaming next to me Same face as my alien baby Only here she's not so green With a stir she smiles and greets me With a wink and starts to sing I'm gonna give you that cosmic country Beyond your wildest dreams
Now I'd like to pass the moral of this story on to you. Seeing is believing, friends, and what you hear ain't always true. Never trust a pigeon or a scaly suit and tie. And if you ever cross paths with him, tell old Bigfoot that I said hi. Best beware of too much liquor paired with all prescription pills. And be on watch for green-skinned women ten miles outside the village. So was that based on True Encounter? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to talk about Nothing to do in the middle of lockdown. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Dude, you got to really get the imagination going sitting inside that long. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a fan of Coast to Coast AM with old George Norrie. And uh, it gives me that kind of vibe, yeah. you know, that late night driving around, listening to people talk about aliens on the radio. <laughs> I dig it. Thank you, I sir. Thank you. <laughs> so what are some things that you have set for you moving forward? Like what are what are some goals you got? So right now uh, I'm in the works of getting my merch store set up online. Uh, so that way folks can go to a website, which I'm also working on right now. Getting the business side of things down pat before the new year turns around. And, uh, okay really get uh get that kicked off so we can start doing this more and more and start working our way to more doing this full time so uh trying to get the business mind under me at the moment as well as uh getting some dates together to just keep working on more music so we can start releasing more stuff so we're sitting on mountains upon mountains of songs it's just we finally we're finally in a place where we can get them out now and people want to hear them so that's coming up soon new music awesome. and get the business rolling so man <clears throat> so for me it's I'm, it's thrilling to see kind of where you're at in such a short period of time um you've got a single that's out now that unexpectedly i know when you wrote it um you didn't expect it to be grabbed a hold of but i think with kind of the tribute to the area um uh, well it is a tribute song man it it, it really is um the it's an nine, anthem yeah yeah it's an anthem and it and, it, and it's really cool of as to how most of the people from the 9-4 area code have kind of taken to it. I know with the ranch, one of the cool things about the ranch, its strongest signal is in Mineral Wells, all those areas. That's Jacksboro, really, yeah. yeah they Jacksboro, got a that's, tower there. That's yeah. where they were kind of rocking. And so it's a natural fit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you think about it, tell us the evolution behind that song. What kind of made you write it? And then, and then kind of talk about where it's taking you so far. You know, I, I had just graduated college. Uh, last year it was like late may early june and i was living by myself at the time still in norman and i was just missing home and it was no more than it It started out no more of just a kind of feeling homesick and wanted to write a song for my friends and the people that come from our little corner of texas in the 940 area code and i had just a catchy little hook at first and i was like well how how do we get everybody in on this? How do we get folks included and get folks fit in and had it? And I recorded a little acoustic version of it out in January yeah. and uh, f- 
folks really took to it. You know, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many messages I get uh, during the week just from strangers saying how much they appreciate the song and that the representation of, uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of songs about Texas, but, uh, you know, when you start getting specific with it, you really start to reach people in a different way, in a more specific, individualized way. And uh, that's, that's kind of what the song has done with people. I think might have been Jack Ingram that said, there's songs that he writes for himself that are his songs, and then there's songs that are everyone's song. And that's there's I'm probably butchering that quote, but Nine Four O has definitely evolved into one of those songs that is no longer just mine. It is Everybody's. it is a collective ownership. So what's funny about that song? You know, you can hear um, the loyalty and the heart that you feel for where you're from. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, and I think that that's kind of one of those types of deals where it translates, and those folks feel it too. And I think that's when they take it. And you know, it can be about anything, right? right. It can be about heartbreak. Yours just happens to be about where you're from, and and you know, drinking all your beer. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's one of my favorite lines Absolutely. of the whole tune. You know, uh, you might have done that a couple times or two, maybe. Uh. No comment. Ah, I figured you were going to digress. <laughs> well, that's a perfect segue for the song. Let's hear yeah. 940. Yes, sir. Guys, this is 940 by Race Rigots. Well, she's too drunk to hardly stand. He's much bigger than her. Next thing you know, she's laid out on the pavement with a black eye and a bloody nose. Maybe his daddy ain't teaching him right, telling his do's and don'ts. But now he's getting his ass kicked from Baylor to Wise by the boys from the It's work all day, stay up all night, go where the beer is cold. They'll drink you, drive your supply, then pay you back tenfold. They still say yes, sir, and say yes, ma'am. Know how to get things done. Life's more fun for Montague Young with the boys from the number. Ground. There's a hypo flashing his reds and blues with a whistling siren sound. Well, twelve may be fast, but they'll never catch the rollers of smoking coal. They're still hauling ass from Archer to Jack, the boys from Yeah, it's calling mama and talking trash and finish what you start. Jeans and sleeves where you wear your heart. There ain't no stranger they don't call friend. Now always take care of their own. They'll love you from Parker to Palapinto. Boys from now.
Each workout day, you stay up all night. Go where the beer is cold. Drink you dry, your supply, then pay you back tenfold. They still say yes, sir, and say yes, ma'am. No, I get things done. Life's more fun from Knox to Hardeman. Boys run now. more fun from clay to Grayson boys from Definitely deep. Like you can feel it. Oh yes, sir. Most definitely. <laughs> thank Most you, thank definitely. You. So where can where can we find you, man? Where can we kind of track you down? Find out where you're heading next. What? Uh, all over social media: Facebook, okay. Instagram, Twitter. If it's on your phone or computer, I'm there. Just right. search Race Ricketts. That's race as in NASCAR. R A C E. <laughs> Ricketts like the bone disease, except I got two T's in my last name instead of one. <laughs> wherever you and yours are on social media and wherever you stream your music, all streaming services, YouTube, even for the for the grandparents out there that can figure that out. We're all on it. Everywhere. Are you a TikToker? Uh, I use it a lot. I need to post more, though. Yeah. I've got, like, two videos on there from, <laughs> like, l- last year. But uh, but I am on it. I just don't post a whole lot. <laughs> right. I probably should take take advantage of all I'm one of those that are on. scanning TikTok yeah, more me. than I use it. Lurkers. <laughs> Lurkers. <laughs> well, man, we appreciate you coming out here to the lake house tonight, man. Thank it's so it's great time. Me. Great time. And we look forward to seeing where you're heading next for sure. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Most definitely. All right. All right. Uh, we wrapping this up, yeah, DJ? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you all for tuning in here tonight live from the lake house. <laughs> Uh-oh, we lost our music. <laughs> I'll wrap up. Our well, take us out of here, Dusty. Come on. Well, thank you to the lake house coming out tonight, the Texas Tailgate Mondays, sponsored you by Texas Lake Beverage, the lake house, and smithmusic.com. We didn't say we didn't say that enough tonight. Eh, it's all right. It's okay. We did Smith good, man. Thank you to Race Ricketts and, of course, our good friend Jeff Canada driving all the way up from Houston to come see us and hang out with us. We'll see you next week. Don't know who's going to be. It's always a surprise starting it's tomorrow. It's always a surprise. Yep. Thank you, guys. See you next time. <laughs>